News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, TikTok trends and viral videos of parents playing pranks on their children can be found in every corner of the internet. But is this a breach of the child's privacy? I'm joined now by psycho, psychotherapist and the author of Fragile, Stella O'Malley, to talk about the impact of posting videos for, of young children online. Stella, the reason we're talking to you this morning, and thanks for joining us, is, is this latest uh, TikTok trend, seemingly. And I've, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cocooned away from a lot of social media platforms. I can't believe this one, though, where children are actually frightening or parents are frightening their children by saying that there's adults outside waiting to fight and they're asking the children to go out and fight for them. This is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a particularly nasty little trick. And, you know, you will get lots of views. So if, if you were to play this prank on, on, on your children, yeah, you'll probably get kind of a shocked face and some of the children are crying their eyes out because they think that they have to go out and fight. It, it sounds unbelievable because it's so horrible. And it is horrible. And it's amazing how that we can kind of reduce ourselves to, to, to nasty, nasty behaviour on our own children in, in a bid to get lots of views. And it, it shows how social media can just dehumanise us in our own kind of, even on our own doorstep, on our own children. And we think it's great fun because lots of people are looking at it and lots of people are laughing and they're laughing at the child's distress. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible little trick. This particular trend of, of, of frightening children by, by the fact that there's aggressors outside the door, it seems to be particularly egregious, Stella, but is there a wider discussion to be had now about, about, uh, about parents using their children's images generally on online platforms, particularly to, to, you know, to, 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 to get a response? Yeah, there is, and there's going to be. I, I wonder what the backlash will be from these children. Like, you know, like we all know, you know, the Facebook posters who, who never stop posting uh, pictures of their children. And then by teenage years, and I'm guilty myself, you suddenly stop because the teenagers are stopping the parents from posting it. And, you know, this happens all the time, fair enough. But then you do know that some some of the pictures are a little bit cruel and some of the pictures are a little bit humiliating for the person. And depending on the age of the person, that that can have repercussions because the child can have a lack of trust in the, in the mm. parents because effectively the parents are laughing at the children. And it becomes really, really tricky. Who owns the pictures? If somebody's taken a thousand pictures of you and posted them all online, do you own the pictures as the person who took them? I, I, I the presume pictures? you feel it's okay, though, in, in private or closed groups to share, to share images of children, even though the children may not be aware that they're being shared, that, it, you know, between families and friends in a closed group, that, that's, that's the same as showing them in an old photograph album, I suppose. Yeah, because it all started with just showing pictures, showing mm. photos to friends. So that's where it all began. So I can, I can see why that's, that's not a problem for, for most people. I suppose I do think that there's going to come a point where it won't feel so cool or easy to be able to send loads of photos of somebody else to, to without their permission. Because it's going to, like, I do think it has impacted children. In the meantime, do you think we need to bring in some sort of regulations or, 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 or force the platforms to be more at, attentive to the type of images that are being, uh, you know, as we, as we see in other areas? But I do, in this instance, yeah. yeah. So I we, do we need to be more proactive, perhaps even have laws or regulations. 
I think it would be great to have guidelines for starters and uh, that could be enough because if there was guidelines, there could be kind of buy-in from the community that you just don't do it. I have to say though that, that if children are being told to pose from the age of zero and are constantly get a photo in their face, they, they lose self-consciousness, they become vain, they turn on their game face every time and an awful lot of fun is wrecked because the... the the parent is stopping everything to get the photo. It's yeah. not good for them on lots of other levels, not just yeah, because it might be like um, think, humiliating. Like there's reason, a lot of things. You'd like yeah, to think most reasonable parents would understand that. Just, just on a, finally on, a, on, on another issue, uh, Stella, we see uh, reports this morning that a new junior cert curriculum will uh, uh, is to be introduced during the, the week. Um, uh, we'll see pornography studied in the classroom for the first time. Now, a lot of other gender-based and, and, and wider sex you will issues are also going to be in the curriculum. Do you think this is a good thing and do you think most parents will welcome it? I wonder. I think um, you'd want to be quite skilled to be able to teach pornography to teenagers at 15. Um, I think it would require skill. I wonder why erotica isn't there. And I, I you know, because pornography is purely for explicit kind of to, to get, you know, sexual stimulation. That's what it's for. So what exactly are they teaching? But if children are being exposed to it, as, as we know from a very early age, is there yeah. not, is there not yeah. a need for, the, for, for some sort of educative framework to, for them to understand what they're seeing? 100%. 100%. They need to know what's out there because what's out there is, is pretty insane by anybody's standards. But it has to be somebody who knows what they're doing to be able to teach it because you could end up in a really difficult position where you've effectively turned on lots of children in the classroom and you didn't intend to but that's what you've done like it it would really take a lot of skill i think and i think it would take a lot i hope it's not been just thrown in there so so do you think that this will need to be specialist teachers as distinct from regular teachers getting specialist training regular teachers getting specialist training so long as they get the specialist training i would hope that they aren't just told here you go teach teach the issues around pornography and maybe those teachers don't know the issues around pornography and maybe they don't know what's out there. So it would definitely need um, uh, attention as opposed to something to be thrown on three months before it gets rolled out in, okay. in September. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, uh, yeah, it is, it is a huge issue, though, uh, among teenagers, pornography. And I do think it's good that we're addressing it on some level because it is. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to see that it seems to be coming from the student body themselves, which is an interesting thing. But we, we leave it there. Celo Amali, psychotherapist and author of Fragile. Thanks for joining us. What do you think uh, in terms of... of, of uh, pornography and, and I suppose putting pornography into a context for, for young people what do you think of that coming into the Junior Cert curriculum let us know 53106 News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk